0: Man, that was the cleanest start that we've had,
1: audio-wise. <laughs>
0: wow. It's like
1: it's our 24th or 25th episode or something. Good for us. Twenty-four. Kobe, Kobe. That's right. I
2: feel like I should shoot my empty can into a uh, like a waste you can. got of
0: fade away. Yeah, <laughs> I have uh, I have my uh, little pistachio nut that I just tossed into the pistachio nut jar that I have.
2: Nice. <laughs> I just spilled my beer
1: all over my trackpad. So there you go. So we're not <laughs> Kobe at all. <laughs> no, none of us. You know who else is not Kobe Bryant, but plays for a team Kobe Bryant played for is LeBron James, and <laughs> as we. We're getting prepared to record this episode, the 24th episode of the Belligerent Thieves podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. How are you? Thanks for being here. It is late on a Sunday evening, November 21st. We're recording late so that we could uh, take in the Oregon State men's soccer team's NCAA tournament win against you 2-0 victory, which we'll get to later. Uh, But also, LeBron James is a basketball player for the los angeles lakers and uh i think most people know who he is i think i i think that's safe to say yeah whether whether you have a, a an opinion a positive or negative opinion about lebron james he is a player in the nba a player you may not know is a uh, isaiah stewart who played at uw we'll talk more about the university of washington and why we like them later in this episode we love them but he currently really plays for them. the detroit pistons and he took we'll call it an egregious elbow from lebron james one could call it a violent elbow uh that caused certainly not an accidental elbow no literally a lot of bloodshed and uh isaiah stewart said you know what i don't fucking care
0: yeah
1: I'm I don't fuck with that. It. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, just go log on to Twitter, type in Isaiah Stewart, LeBron James. You'll find several different videos of of what transpired. Or in you Detroit. can just type
0: in L, and it, the auto search feature will figure the rest <laughs> out for you.
1: No, if you just type in L, it's going to show you all of Aaron Rodgers' highlights today against the Minnesota Vikings. He took that fat out. He took an L. Yeah, Ooh. get vaccinated, you weird motherfucker. QA Ron <laughs> Rogers. No one likes you. Go home. <laughs> go home. Can't beat Zimmer in Minneapolis. Yes, I've been calling for Mike Zimmer to get fired for two years, but you can't beat him, Rogers. Let's go. And I know your guys' favorite professional football team won today, too. So
2: Yeah, yeah. and my basketball team won today. Did you? How'd
0: GP dude do?
2: He, it was actually hurt. Oh, Oh, that sucks. I know. I was actually, I mean, okay. I'm a huge Steph Curry fan, but I've been looking forward to watching. Yes. And I've been watching, I've been looking forward to watching Gary play maybe more than Steph this season because he's been that exciting. And Steph's like MVP caliber at this point, but. Gary's ahead of him
1: in my MVP vote. For nice.
0: those of you that don't know JP personally, that is a massive statement.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also uh, on basketball, the the Minnesota Timberwolves are on a three game winning streak, and they just played their way into the play in standing in November. Playoffs started today. Betty, you your team and my team would be squaring off in the play in right now. Wow. Nice. And, oh, and they have it in soccer? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It is. (laughs) Speaking of L, L stands for loons, which is my soccer team, which might as well not even showed up in Portland today for the MLS playoffs. Benny. Benny congratulations thanks man
0: please i was much you. more happy with uh with the results of saturday sports than i was with sunday sports even though the sunday sports results were but, good yeah,
1: what, 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 yeah okay yeah i guess uh saturday was a good overall i'm saying this is a good weekend for all of it, was. Oh, it was oh it's great uh i know you're playing the rapids next round but just please beat the fucking sounders
0: yeah we will
1: thank you Hey, we always do in playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> I will. JP, you don't care about this. I, th- <laughs> I, 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 Benny, I honestly thought about like floating out. Like, should should Benny and I do like a halftime Twitter Spaces for the MLS game? Just because I imagine many of our listeners are Timbers fans. probably are from the state of oregon and if you're into soccer jp is looking at his zoom like no one gives a fuck about mls (laughs) you guys all right hey if if you're if you're a belligerent beeves listener and you like the timbers uh shout out or or any other major league soccer team unless it's the fucking sounders uh we are uh back for another episode of the belligerent beeves and you guys Our fucking football team has a chance to win the goddamn Pac-12 North. We're going to get more into this later, but we are here for our 24th episode. And I think if you had told me back in April or May or whenever we had our first episode that our football team would be going into the last game of the regular season with a chance to represent the North in the Pac-12 championship game, I'd be like, no, no, I, no fucking way. Like, uh, already enough good shit. We just went to the elite eight this year has already been good enough there's no there's no way and there, there's still you know we need, we'll need some help and we'll need a, a good uh good road performance from from our boys which has been uh hard to come by this year but holy shit you guys it's it's a chance um, what if
2: i told you that our men's soccer team would also be the number one seed in the NCAA what if
1: tournament?
0: i what <laughs> yeah. what if i told you that i predicted this at the beginning of the season <laughs> <laughs> I predicted us beating in the Pac 12 championship game, dude. You
2: were there. Yeah, you said it. You called that. Uh, okay. you, you called did. a little I bit did. higher than that, but yeah. yeah.
0: That's why they call me Benny Scoops. Benny Scoops. <laughs> ben Stradamus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, ben Stradamus. I don't I don't
1: recall any predictions related to the soccer team, but we can uh we can we can assume you you knew it. You kn- you knew both the men's and women's teams would have historic years. It was no
0: losses <laughs> in any fall sports. That was my prediction. It's pretty this close. This is like
2: it's like a price is right moment. Like you like <laughs> you are just getting can, you can't go under the loss prediction, yeah. but uh you can go over
0: and close. It. And we age.
1: Come right. on down. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> JP, play five seconds of the price is right theme song by Drew Perry. <laughs>
1: By Drew Carey? (laughs) You're so close. You don't want the Bob Barker remix? (laughs) By By Drew Carey? Yeah. <laughs> JP, I really sure. hope you played the song. Um, <laughs> good for you, Benny. Uh, for, for got one in. Done. Um, but yeah, you guys, we were on uh, we were on ESPN last night, which I, I haven't. I'm not too familiar with. I don't think I've watched an Oregon State football game on ESPN in a, in uh, maybe 15 years. Uh, so it was it was weird. It was weird to be able to watch the game. I didn't have to log into my Fubo TV and enter a bunch of different passwords like i just had it and it was glorious
0: i think oh. it was the first time that we were not on a triple digit channel uh for me <laughs> we we're on a double digit channel that's Wait, good
2: double digits did, yeah, you, did you watch hd
0: well i mean i did but i'm saying like i went to the single digit channel and then it like bumped auto, me to the auto yeah, bumped yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah okay yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: Yeah, I had a incredible. I know we were we were talking we were in our group chat a little bit this morning about this, but I had a fun night last night. I went and saw <laughs> the comedian Jim Jeffries. Okay, keep going with my with my dad with my dad. No, it's not. Yeah, get your head out of the gutter, goddamn no, it! No gutter. <laughs> I went and I went and saw Jim Jeffries with my dad, He was fantastic. Then I got home.
0: Wait, what are we right, supposed to be thinking about right, right now? At, <laughs> shut up! Shut up!
1: Shut up! And I got home. I got home alone at nine thirty, and <laughs> right as right as the Beavs game was starting. And you guys ever like? Do you ever like just stay in and have a few drinks, and then you wake up in the morning really hungover, even though you didn't like drink with anyone else or go anywhere?
0: Yeah, we've just had a two-year-long pandemic that's happened a lot for me.
1: (laughs) I, I, I guess that's what everyone, but I woke up, I was so hungover this morning. It's entirely because I was so excited from the the performance last night, like it was one of those things where like the game ended and then i just i went on youtube and just watched like old beaver highlight videos just because I, <laughs> I, I wasn't ready to be done with oregon state content yet and i just kept opening beers while doing it and i woke up at like 8 a.m this morning and was like whoa why don't i feel good right now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but honestly, I thought about the game again and I mentioned it. I just kept watching the Jack Coletto touchdown run and I felt amazing. And I just I feel really good about uh, everything beeves and just where we are and talk, talking, talking shit with you guys.
2: I uh, I felt that way last night. Like I, I didn't make it to the game. I really wish I could have. Even the uh, mini baby Everett was saying, Dad, this game's at research. Why aren't we there? And I had to explain to him that he's still in. <laughs> quarantine for you have covid COVID, son (laughs) (laughs) but he still was like but why but why can't we go but either way going to bed last night was the same kind of like head ringing excitement that was like super hard to shake that i had you know leaving every game we went to this season in corvallis so it was that exciting like you didn't you didn't have to actually be there to be like super jacked (laughs) and try to sleep right after that i mean i looked at the clock after we like hung it all up and i was like. It's 11
0: o'clock. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't fall asleep until like two last night. Yeah,
1: there was no way. There was no way. The game ended for me at two last night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say that game was, I think I had said in our group chat that that was the best like half of football that I had seen Oregon State play in the first half. Um, But like, not only did we look good from like how we were playing perspective, but man, did those uniforms look so good last night? They looked so sick. And I think like I thought, so I thought they're going to look good, but I didn't think they're going to look as good as what they did. And I think partially because the, like that jersey that we were wearing, the throwback, the only reference point that we've had to that in the last 10 years is are those people that have like the super super tattered ken simonton jersey that's like 20 years old right which is just it just
1: looks like it's been through a lot shout out melissa z who i believe stole one from you yes yeah, that's right um get it back melissa shit but man those
0: those looked so good last night
1: yeah yeah also research just looked and sounded amazing last night yeah it's yep. always kind of hard to tell when you're on tv but Hey, if you went to the game, uh, or Saturday night, you're listening to this either on a Monday or Tuesday or, or later, but whatever, if you were at the game on Saturday, November 20th, you, you brought that shit. Yeah. Y'all were so amazing. You're so loud. And I was just so happy because I've just been, even though we haven't performed super amazingly in every game this season, part of the reason why we've just been complaining so hard about being on PAC 12 network, the whole goddamn year is this, we want the nation to see that this is an okay football team with a bunch of cool ass dudes and a sweet atmosphere. Like we're not trying to just act like we're fucking Bama, but we've got something, something to show here. And I was so happy BJ had a big game with a national TV audience. I was so happy that the the stadium was packed. Uh, the, the fans were loud. The students were amazing as always. Yeah. It just, it looked like a team that was better than the seven and four record it currently has it looked like a team that was uh you know just we're, we're at that point of the year where we're trying to figure out like who's actually good who's not good who's better than, than their record indicates who's worse than their record indicates and I think we're definitely a team with a seven and four record better than their record indicates and that's yeah. definitely like not I'm saying the highest we could have hoped for but I think exceeds a lot of expectations so that's just that's just fun to have right now as we go into our last did you guys
2: see I mean you have to have seen the like those like what seven dudes with uh the body paint in the front row yeah, of the student yeah, section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like every friend group has a friend who says We should paint our bodies orange, spell out go beeves and go to the game shirtless in the front row of the student section. Every single friend group has that friend. And Benny, that is you. That would have been
1: your (laughs) idea
2: (laughs) In, in some 40 degree weather to show up shirtless. To a favorite football game,
1: right? Yeah. I'm so glad you
0: guys turned that down. If I ever asked, that looks so cold. <laughs> that looks so cold last night. You, shout be, out to those guys.
1: You'd be the one being like, "Let's get go Beavs," and then you'd get like one too few people to do it. <laughs> so go like, Bevs. So yeah. like, so someone like last minute would have to have the G and the O on. <laughs> hey, shout
2: out, shout out to my older sister Allie. She's. Uh, She's an Oregon State alum, and she decided one time to write on a chalkboard thing we had in her house. Uh, she wanted to write "Go beeves and uh, forgot the "A." So in chalk, I didn't notice for Go like Beavs. weeks. It said "Go bev.
0: So, "Go Bevs," "Go Bevs."
1: <laughs> well, well. Speaking of Bevs, we we should get to some beverages. Let's which do it. I, I believe we all have. We're obviously going to be raising our glasses to uh, the seven and four. Clinched winning season, Oregon State football team for 2021. And also the 2001 Fiesta or 2000 Fiesta Bowl team. Uh, Benny in Tacoma. Tacoma, Ben, Benny Scoops. Uh, what uh, THC infused <laughs> liquid are you uh, <laughs> are you zipping on tonight?
0: It was actually a solid. It's called a smoky. It was watermelon flavored. It tasted like <laughs> a gummy bear. It was delicious, and I'm <laughs> in a dreamland. <laughs> but I also have a Baja Blast that I'm. Is- on. <laughs>
1: Oh, baja blast baby i, I do not
0: it. have the fire cheetos though <laughs>
1: oh well, well the fire. there's a lot of cheetos yeah that's i, I don't know I, I think those are a bit overrated it's just It just flaming turns, hot limones man that is that problem. is
0: just gas i love it yeah
1: will you be able to sleep after a baja blast
0: i mean this time but, yeah probably i mean
1: the
2: watermelon gummy will outweigh the
0: caffeine <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to balance myself out here. Yeah, that's true. That's if that true. makes any sense. <laughs> JP,
1: you have a very crisp, classy, cool-looking beverage. In oh, I thought you were talking about my chain. I want no. I, I I don't usually compliment your chain. It's it's okay, I guess. Um,
0: no, that's good. <laughs> it good. Where's it. the other one?
2: Oh, I only wear on game days, man. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah.
1: Two wears two chains on game days, even when he's in the house. But no, I'm not asking you about your your chains or other necklaces or various jewelry uh i wanna i want to know what beer you're drinking
2: yeah i so i don't really actually understand what how protocol works when i'm vaccinated and but my whole family is positive for covid i maybe broke quarantine rules I don't really know i wore a mask either way i went to uh brewing opened a new tap house just down the street from me, across the street from Great Notion. Ooh. Yeah. So I I was like, like I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go say what's up. They just opened. And I went and bought uh, a couple singles as four packs. And this one is, this one's a lighted up hazy pale ale. And it's just a nice light pale ale because I've been drinking since noon because (laughs) the Niners played at 10 a.m. And I'm, you know, I got to start at some time. So I had a nice little stout this morning or this afternoon. And uh, now I'm having a nice lightweight, hazy pail from Berlick Brewing. Shout out Barlick. Now that you're local to my hood, sponsor the pod.
1: It's very good. I like it. How's that spelled? B a e r l i c bear bear lick okay bear lick yeah nice like I a like bear lick yeah I don't know if it's like bear li- or like bear leaked like dare leaked no it's like a bear like lick Alexander.
2: yeah I think they like say a, it's like bear lick on their like, website
1: like when a bear licks you and it's like having a beer it's that yeah. impression it's yeah. like a salt lick but instead of salt it's a bear. At this point in our lives, do you guys usually start drinking at 10 a.m. kickoff of NFL games, or do you have no? To I have to kids,
2: like- dude. I got to wait until at least like 12 o'clock. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I have an example to set.
2: Sure, but and there's already so many spots I'm falling short. I can't do the 10 a.m. I, I drinking. That's what I was <laughs>
1: <yeah. laughs> Cause I'll usually I'll, I'll have a beer like right when the game starts. But that is like it. The game start at noon for me. So it's like a nice yeah. little sort of like get your shit done in the a.m.
2: Yeah. I mean, I rode and the Peloton. I drank like 80 ounces of water. I, I don't know what else I did. I did other stuff, I guess, this morning. And then, yeah, football was on. It was noon, man. I'm, I'm cracking a, a, a coffee stout. Hell yeah. I'm getting them heavy ones out of the way.
1: Well, speaking of mm. cracking beers, uh, I uh, picked up a Deschutes Brewing Variety Pack yesterday before the game because I was like, I want to drink something from the state of Oregon. The Beaver. Good choice. State, our damn state. And the liquor store I went to, the only beer from Oregon was Deschutes. So I got a variety pack and the only co- variety left <laughs> after how much fun I had last night is the Fresh Hayes, uh IPA. Uh, and it's an orange can, so it, it works uh, for this. But it's a very good beer. Anyone listening to this, you already know Deschutes, so you don't need me to plug Deschutes for you or explain it anymore. But shout out to Deschutes. Whose
0: uh, owner went to Utah, who <laughs> beat yeah. Oregon, yeah. and Oregon, Oregon yes. was in a hazy fog.
1: Oregon played <laughs> like they're in a hazy fog. So shout out to Gary Fish, University of Utah alum, the founder of Deschutes Brewing beating Oregon, uh, preserving a small chance for us to punch our ticket to the Pac-12 championship game where we would play the University of Utah. Yeah. So shout out. You. Good job, Mormons. Yes. you done good. Thank you. Thank
0: you for preemptively naming your beer after this event that happened last night.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We appreciate um, it. Um, but yeah, just uh, to all, all beeves, all teams, current beeves, past beeves, alumni, future beeves. cheers, y'all. What a, what a run we're on right now. So I'm tapping my beer to your Baja. Look at that. Betty to the Zoom screen.
2: All of our Zoom screens are full oh. of liquid.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was cool. Excellent.
1: Let's, uh, let's move on. We're going to start with men's soccer. Damn right we should. And proper football. The number one team in the country, in the world, in the universe. Certainly in our hearts certainly in our hearts but also officially on uh, the bracket according to uh, the National Collegiate Athletic Association.
0: Oh yeah, that too.
1: That too. Oregon State, the best in the one. country, hosting St. John's Number University uno. in uh, the second round of the NCAA tournament. We had a bye for the first round, so we're in the second round. Beats this is it is, are are St. John's still the red storm? I don't know. It doesn't matter because they're gone. They they're gone. Done. They lost 2 to nothing. Goals by um uh, muhammad tiam and Javier armes uh put the beavers up to zero and we move on to play number six the number 16 overall seed in the tournament new hampshire in the third round of the tournament i didn't get a chance to watch much of this game i don't know if jp or benny did but Uh, Was it a frenzy at Paul or Renzi? It was a frenzy. It looked
2: very, very jammed. But also, it was kind of like a cool, creepy Corvallis weather where the fog set in and, like, visibility was super low. Um, we were running around in our, our home whites, too. And it was like, uh, it was like we were just the camouflage on Paul Loren's field. Also, the game for the majority of it, I don't know how much you guys watched. We were in pretty much full control the whole time, though. It was 1-0 right before half. There was like 30 seconds left in the half. And St. John's was like... I I don't know why Like I could barely see what was happening because of the fog, but it was like, they hit the crossbar they hit somebody's foot, like goalie hit like all in the same sequence. It was crazy. They probably had like four or five shots on goal with a few seconds left in the half to tie it up. That would have been a big difference maker heading into the second half. Somehow we survived that. I don't really know where to place credit at this point, but it was like a super fun sequence to watch. And, uh, Clearly, they came. They came back out and just kept control. Scored again in the second half. But was I the only one that noticed that the clock was counting down and it threw me
0: off? Like, I think crazy? it does that in college soccer. No, maybe no not. Because no. we've watched it before and didn't. Yeah, yeah, it goes to like the
2: you you like it's eighty ninth minute and it's like, yeah. you know it's eighty nine, but like this was like literally counting down. I thought my Pac twelve app was rewinding. <laughs> I was, I was so confused.
1: <laughs>
0: so, if you're wondering if we've uh, figured out college soccer since last <laughs> yeah, week, yeah, the yeah, answer not, is no. no. <laughs> we still, we still have
1: not figured out college soccer, but that's not gonna uh, taint our enthusiasm. Hell for no, soccer team. Here. No. So, uh, I don't know shit about New Hampshire either, but I know we're about to beat their ass, and that will be another game at Paul Lorenz. So, another chance. Just one more chance to start another frenzy at Paul Lorenzi. That's and right. I, I,
2: if I had to make this personal, my brother-in-law's from Vermont, and if I know anything, the Vermonters look at uh, like I'm from San Carlos, California. We look at our neighboring city, Belmont, California, boo, as a bunch of chump rivals who fuck wish, they, yeah, who wish they were us.
1: Yeah, Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens. Fuck, fuck Belmont. Fuck You. Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> Fuck frosted tips, dog. <laughs> yeah, puka shells,
2: frosted tips, pop collars. Yeah, save that shit. But Vermonters look at New Hampshire the same way. So uh, I'm riding. I'm riding with the Vermonters at this point. We're That's gonna right. Take, we're gonna take down them New Hampshires. Yeah, we're gonna make you look like old Hampshire. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> i think this is,
2: uh, we're just riffing because we don't know anything about new hampshire's yeah, soccer I program say,
1: i i think we can workshop some of this uh trash talk uh before <laughs> that game starts um, we still don't know anything about college soccer even though we've been uh trying <laughs> our our best to uh hype, hype up our program um but we do need to uh uh give 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 a few a few shout outs. Uh since the last time we talked or the last time we recorded and released an episode, uh Oregon State uh head coach Terry Boss has been named a uh, Pac-12 Coach of the Year. So congratulations to Terry Boss. Like a boss. Hashtag team Terry, Terry's represent. Uh proud, proud of you, brother, for holding it down for the Terries. Uh we're 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 balling. Uh nine Oregon State men soccer players earned all Pac-12 honors as well. Uh and four individual awards too. Um junior Sofyan Jaffa was named the player of the year. Uh Redshirt senior Tyrone Mondi, our leading scorer earned offensive player of the year uh for for the program. And uh, freshman uh Yaron Jirbe, uh was the freshman of the year for the conference. Um, and on on top of that uh tiki uh, Natabalang was uh elected to the first team and uh, Adrian Crespo and Gael Jaber, as well as graduate uh, student player, Adrian Molina Diaz were second team, all Pac-12 players. And on the honorable mentions were uh, Adrian Fernandez, as well as Carlos Moliner. So that is a lot of players getting a lot of recognition and just sort of speaks to uh, this whole, uh, you know, top to bottom team element and just how, dominant this team has been all year how deep they are how talented they are that's a lot of student athletes getting a lot of recognition and it's just really really thrilling for this uh for this program uh to uh back up what it had last year which was a, a run to the NCAA tournament which unfortunately ended heart in heartbreaking fashion in the first round uh for them to win this game in the second round and uh, and keep it moving so uh ex- excited for excited for the beeves men's soccer team hell, hell yeah yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> chop them i see your hell yeah and raise you a fuck yeah
0: (laughs) how many teams is it down to now
1: (laughs) i think i think it's 16 yeah i think it's 16 too i think it's not a 16 also
0: did you know that college soccer had a consolation
1: bracket are you just on the wikipedia of college soccer and just reading little nuggets
0: (laughs) i'm on ncaa.com just looking at the bracket that's kind of weird that there's a consolation bracket, right? Is there? Why not? Like you're 18 or over, it would be like, well, we're not gonna win the whole thing, so why should we play?
1: Unless it's, is it unless double you win el- something, is, is it double elimination? Like, like college, mm. the college world series has a consolation bracket, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's different because then you can actually win it.
1: But maybe they can. Uh, maybe. See, we know nothing about college soccer. <laughs> this is yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, I'm reading it wrong. Nope, I take that back. There's not a consolation bracket. I just read the bracket wrong.
2: What? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I didn't realize St. John's had a game before us. (laughs) It looked like they went backwards. Anyways.
2: They went Uh, backwards to to lose anyways. It doesn't matter. They're gone. Let's just...
0: More. Uh Aha. Next subject. Three. (laughs)
1: Sorry, Terry. The look on your face is of such disappointment right now. I mean... Should we just wrap I'll it up? I'll get my shit together right <laughs> now. Starting right now. Should we just wrap it up? Cue the music. <laughs> Cue the music. JP, <laughs> please play uh, five seconds and then the entirety of our end uh, music song. And let's call this an episode. in silent. Uh, anyway, anyway <laughs> um, also uh, contributing to the, the winning ways of Oregon State uh, Athletics, the, uh, the official athletic department of the Harvard of the Pac-12 has been our women's basketball team. Yes. Under the direction of coach Scott Rook. What a G off to a three and O start Taylor Jones, who we've talked about a lot as, you know, sort of uh, who we think is going to have a huge year and will be an anchor for this team uh, recorded her 99th career block. So. One one block away from hitting that century mark. Can you imagine blocking someone a hundred times? I was just thinking that. That is insane. What that must feel like. Like I think in my my entire life of pickup basketball, I think I've maybe recorded three blocks. And like two were on accident. And the <laughs> other one the other one was like probably a pass, but it looked like a shot. And I gave myself a block in my head.
2: Like <laughs> I'm five foot nine, and this is that my peak height. I had pretty sure when I was last playing basketball, I was probably five to six inches shorter than this. I was probably blocked a hundred times. So I can tell you the misery that comes with being blocked a hundred times that uh, Taylor Jones has, has put on her opponents.
0: I feel like I've been at least five ten since I was in the eighth grade. So I had a couple blocks back in my day. I learned how to time it right too. And low key a block is like, it is like low key, the best feeling in sports. I would argue.
1: I think dunking on someone would feel better, but like, well, I
0: don't know what that feels like. Three of
1: us aren't dunking on a, it, That should be our new, next fitness challenge to try try and dunk. Like JP, <laughs> JP, you can have more Peloton minutes than the two of us for, for a year. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. My goal is to be able to dunk by the end of 2022. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to go out to the, playground every day and I'm just gonna jump <laughs> repeatedly until I dunk. <laughs> no, what, anyway. are those, what are
2: those shoes that you can wear where you like walk on your toes for like yeah, I whole remember day?
1: those they had like weights on the toes it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like guaranteed to add three feet to your vertical. And it's like three feet.
0: Every, every high school had like three or four players that just looked like they were tiptoeing around school the whole day. <laughs> they, had, were so I did, I did they had so no dumb. Like they had like full
1: page ads in like every issue of slam magazine. Yeah. I remember. I remember oh, East begging, Bay, dude. They had everything. And East, I remember begging my parents for them. They're just feeling like, Harry, no.
2: <laughs> That's yeah, to- not going to help you. Yeah, we, not- had,
0: we had the shortest, whitest kid at our school that had them. And it's just like, man, that is <laughs> such a waste of money. That is such a waste. Could he dunk, though? No.
2: <laughs> they definitely a waste of money. But yeah, if he but- could dunk, I mean, it'd be worth it even if it's cool. terrible basketball. I was, I, I, it's worth it if it helps you dunk.
1: True. Okay. anyway anyway, someone who probably can dunk is Taylor Jones, who has <laughs> 99 career blocks for the Oregon State women's basketball team. Uh they beat uh CSU Bakersfield yesterday, 82 to 51. They're 3 0. Their next game, Friday, against Michigan in uh Daytona Beach, Florida, in one of those uh fun, swanky, fancy preseason tournaments. They'll also play notre dame in that same tournament so uh they've been winning in blowout fashion uh on the home court but they got two big ass non-conference games uh ahead of them and uh they're 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 playing well aj marat looks like uh Sh- a a savage killer. yeah, yeah she's, ooh, she's got a shot she's yeah got a shot on her uh kennedy brown um, uh, who we talked about on this show uh obviously missed all of last season with injury uh is been a huge addition um i think she had like three blocks or something in in the last game so it's if your shot's not going to get blocked by taylor it's probably getting blocked by kennedy so just don't even shoot it just hand the ball to talia and say here you guys go we don't want to even fucking try just (laughs) um this this team is going to be uh you know in in the thick of it till till the end so uh we will be be watching those games coming up uh this weekend um cause And these
2: upcoming well- games are like super important too because the rest of the conference has started out on fire like across all 12 teams six losses right now have the
0: teams all played like three or four games four
2: games um, oh yes jeez i know so if Yikes. you're trying to you, you have to kind of keep up at this point right i mean anyone that any loss you you're letting yourself slip. And I mean, the, these beeves are showing like, it doesn't matter. Like they're, they're, they're still, it could be close to start the game. There's a lot of pieces that are still f- kind of falling into place, especially with the freshmen, but, uh, really got it figured out. Like it, you could tell with these halftime adjustments, it could be close. it could be 10 and a half. And then they, they come out and just smash everybody, but it's gonna be important to pull out these games this weekend too. And this week, because, yeah, I mean, like two thirds of the conference is undefeated right now. That's crazy. So, I know yeah. Arizona State's the last in the conference overall right now, and they're two and two. They're the only two lost team.
0: Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And speaking
0: of Arizona State,
1: speaking of Arizona State, that's an excellent segue. Another Arizona State team that uh, has has lost in uh, athletic competition recently. Who? The Arizona State Sun Devils, co- coached by. Herm Edwards, our friend.
0: You play to win the game. He's and not he actually he didn't our play well.
1: But I like saying our friend Herman Edwards, like because pe- then people be like, oh, do the belligerent bees know Herm Edwards? Someone. Yeah, we do. We know we do who now. he is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, announcing our guest, he was just joining us now live from Tempe, Herm Edwards. Uh, coach, th- thank you. Just kidding, he's not here. Um, <laughs> you guys, we beat Arizona State last night.
2: And we predicted it by saying we would lose. That's right. (laughs) Uh,
1: The final score, your Oregon State Beavers 24, the Arizona State Sun Devils 10 Uh, on senior night. We talked a lot about the seniors last week. So awesome for those guys on a night where the university honored the uh, 2000 Fiesta Bowl champions uh, coach Smith and all of those guys. Uh, Just a hell of a night at research holding Arizona State scoreless In the first half, like I didn't think we're gonna pitch a shutout in any half in any sport for the rest of my life, and so seeing that goose egg on on the board at halftime, I mean that doesn't count against an FBS team. So (laughs) 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 shut up, we won, we won, twenty four to ten. Jack Coletto with the exclamation point, just a lot to be happy about and the best part, the best part, you guys, at the very beginning of this podcast, we said, we, we, we didn't say we wouldn't be petty, but we were like, we're going to be classy.
2: Yeah. classy petty. You know, right. honorable,
1: honorable men, honorable men of the night's watch. We've taken the black, the orange and black to protect the realms of men. And we weren't going to talk shit about any other program or be those fans that just focus on hating on other programs that aren't ours. As uh, Andre Hughes-Murray and the rest of the team says before almost every game, we all we got, we all we need. But we do have to mention that before the Oregon State-Arizona State game kicked off, a game took place in Salt Lake City. It did? And did it one did. of the teams well, show up? What, what one team showed up. The yeah, University okay. of Utah Utes showed up wearing uh, what, good intentioned as they may have been some ass fucking uniform. <laughs> those so helmets, bad. Hey,
2: those helmets were sick. They were all hand-painted. Over the course of a year.
0: No, I get that it took a long time, and I it, and it is it is uh, cool that they honored the USS Salt Lake City which is a weird name of a shit, but it's cool that they did that. But dude, the helmets were so bad. Well, you couldn't see
2: it. You, like they were like a, they're like a piece of art. You couldn't see it on TV. Like it didn't work. It's one of on those, TV. like if
0: it, if it, if you looked at the helmet close up, I'm yes. sure it did look cool, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it did not work on
2: TV, but like, no. it's pretty cool. Like somebody actually spent an entire year of their lives painting the helmets for a yeah. football team. Yeah. Good on them. I hope they made a lot of money
1: on the field.
0: <laughs> um, the helmets were on the field, Terry. What a perfect pandemic job, too.
1: Clearly, one team was not did not spend the last year preparing for this football game, uh, but somebody prepared them for the last year for how they dress up. The Oregon Ducks lost <laughs> the USS Salt Lake City uh, select whatever uh, thirty eight to seven, which opens the door. It's still a, a I'd say a slim chance, but uh, Oregon State is still in uh statistical possibility of winning the pack 12 north and yeah. that is really exciting i i do think seeing oregon lose 38 to 7 may i think it energized the crowd a little bit like very early on just like seeing we kind of all knew like the ducks like weren't a top four team i think most duck fans would say that the duck fans yeah. i know have been saying like we should not be this high like we're, we're literally not that good uh then they go on Twitter and talk a bunch of shit about how they are that good. You know, we, we, we see you all. Yeah. Uh, See you all. We will, we will reveal your fucking group chat activity. Um, But anyway, I think the crowd scene that Oregon lost 38 to seven, I think energized them a little bit. So maybe they're a little bit louder just because it's like, you know, a a shark scene, blood in the water. Like, Oh, there's like an opportunity to be had here. And it's not like we started that amazing. We started pretty well. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it just seemed like the Reese was on fire all night and the team got the lead and didn't relent. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the
2: Alex Austin pick was sick.
1: Yeah, it was, it was. so
2: sick. And I thought that was going to drive the energy on the offensive side. And then we just did not put together a good drive
1: and so i was like locher had a great punt though after that i always say i'm always pro punting not always necessarily but punt on first down if you can pin him in the one punt on first down. locher is like ray guy he's a weapon
2: <laughs> but like I, I was a little bit like a oh man like that could have been like we could have just taken the game and ran with it i was a little concerned after that Point because I'm thinking. Well, we're just kind of resetting the clock here now. Um, but They did their best to continue to thrive off of the crowd, thrive off of the uh entirety of the night with the Fiesta Bowl team in attendance and wearing the Fiesta Bowl uniforms. I think they really felt they felt like the ghost of the Fiesta Bowl team when they were playing. Like they they dressed like a like. There was nothing saying wear, wear white sleeves, wear white. I mean, maybe they told them to wear white sleeves and socks, but like that, those are like customizable uniform components, but they all went all in. It's like a team in baseball wearing throwbacks and they all go like high socks and stirrups, right? Like you, it's rare to get that kind of involvement from a team unless they're totally bought in. And everybody on this team was bought in to look
1: and act and play and win like that 2000s team. Champ yeah. Fleming's hoodie for MVP. Yeah, yes. that was
0: so sick. JP, yeah.
1: please, um, please add a uh, dry fit hoodie to the merch store immediately as the official Champ Fleming's hoodie. I'm sure it's a crop crop hoodie. <laughs> but yeah, Benny, I think I just interrupted you, but I just had to talk about Champ's hoodie. Uh, what do you think, though, man?
0: Yeah, I think that this team, and we've we've talked about this a lot, but the especially the defense, but I would say the whole team is placed so heavily off of emotion right you Mm -hmm. saw them you saw what they did when we went up to washington state right and that and we were riding high and it was almost as if they pulled in thinking that they're gonna win and they got ran all over and then last night they they knew that they had a chance or that the door was still open for a pac-12 championship uh they knew um that uh reser well, or not that new research was on fire. So that gave them a little, uh, extra ammunition. They were wearing jerseys that looked really sick and they played so fucking lights out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all those combined to, you know, this high energy and they played like it. Um, that first, uh, Alex Austin pick, I mean that was a great pick by him, but there were uh, two linebackers that were blitzing that just came shooting up the yes, middle, and yeah. it was just like the energy that the defense brought was something that we hadn't really seen before, and it was hard to gauge last week with Stanford because they did have a third string quarterback in, um, but Jaden Daniels is one uh, of the best quarterbacks uh, in the conference. Yeah, he's a really good quarterback, yeah. and he's mobile, and that was yeah. another thing that I was really impressed by is that we like put a stop to him scrambling early on. Yeah. Um, But I thought that it was it was a game where um, it it, things didn't come easy to the offense, but they just found a way to make it work. And we also talked about this last week with Stanford is that it doesn't feel like the offense has to score every series uh, anymore for us to have a shot at winning the game. The defense can win us some games. and, And I think that's what we saw last night is our defense just played lights out and our offense played good enough.
2: First. Nolan played within his game and the, and the coaches let him play within that game, right? He only threw 18 times, 12, to 18, 90 yards, touchdown, pretty solid numbers, no interceptions, no fumbles, just, you know, played a clean game, uh, distributed pretty well to, to the wider receiver core, but also BJ Baylor. Is he the most consistent and reliable back that the Beavers have had in 20 years? I mean, we've had some insane running backs, but this guy has, like, okay, Jamar could get you a first down, right? And we had some other workhorse type backs that were very reliable. But what I think is, is it's the, the difference with BJ and those guys is his ability to take care of the ball. Yeah. For how often he carries the ball, for how little he has fumbled, he has fumbled four times this season. That's he's crazy. only lost two of them,
0: and he's got almost two – 100 carries right that's crazy so he's fumbling yeah. it once every 50 50 times he touches the ball or 50 times that he carries it yep
2: and, and those, are, those are counting him dropping in his own recoveries right i mean like that yeah. happens pretty often in football like he's 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 losing the ball one of every 100 carries that's so crazy and if we're and if we're workhorsing him 20 carries in a game like we had the last three games Like he's, it's going to take him five games to, to fumble again. And that's half the season. So he might be the most reliable and consistent running back. We've maybe ever seen at Oregon state. And I'm going to put that out there with even the grace that we've had come through.
1: Right. I was thinking about this today of how he compares to this sort of this line of running backs that I think you could even start with Simonton. Yep. Oh, yeah, even, for sure. Even go through the Voldemort years because, you know, even Ryan Nall was a fantastic running back. And I think just with like keeping it, keeping it more recent, he's kind of a mixture of Nall and Jermar because he he doesn't have the sort of like shape shiftiness ability that Jermar had. yeah. But he also he has like he has like 70 percent of what Jermar has in that category. He and reminds
0: me a lot of Steven Jackson.
1: Sure. But also yeah. I think he's a little bit quicker Yeah, not as bruisery. And he's he's not as uh empowering as yeah. Jackson or someone Didn't like that. Didn't we Ryan say null. this? He
2: was like Jackson. We said this earlier. Like he's like he was like Jackson and Jackson, Jefferson.
1: But like a little more fleet of foot, so he's not but he can bowl you over. So like he does right. have some Ryan Null wrecking null. Wrecking null. But like it's not where like, you know, a uh, running back like Mike Allstott was, was just, just give him the ball and bowl over the defense. Right. That was kind of his status. And that was kind of what we, Nall, Nall had some ability to, you know, move, move laterally and make a guy miss, but it's sort of, there's, there's a great chapter in the book basketball and other things by Shea Serrano about like designing a, a, a Franken player, which is, like if you could make a basketball player in the mold of Frankenstein, where you just pick every like a single like it's like S- Steph Curry's, you know, shooting joke and Careful. Sean Kemp's ferocity and, and Gary Payton's def- defensive st- uh, uh, stance. Uh, Know your audience, Terry,
2: you should have said Damian Lillard's three-point shooting. Yeah. Steph's a better three-point
1: shooter than Damian Lillard. (laughs) I agree I'm just saying. (laughs) Probably. uh, But anyway, it's like, it's kind of, BJ Baylor's like, all right, I'm just going to take this little bit of Steven Jackson. I'm going to take this little bit of Evanston Bernard. I'm going to take this little bit of Quiz. I'm going to take this little bit of Jamar, this little bit of Ryan Nall, this little bit of Simonson. And I am now this new formed Oregon State running back that's not going to get a ton of national press is not going to be the sexiest player at this position ever, but I might actually be the most productive and maybe the best. And I want him to come back for one more year because I honestly think he could have a season like Kenneth Walker is having right now for Michigan State. Uh, BJ is right now uh, top 15 in the country. He's leading the conference in, in rushing, but he's top 15 in the country. And that includes, you know, schools that don't even fucking ever throw the ball. So, Right. (laughs) He's having an incredible year. Eleven hundred twenty rushing yards. Not that I don't think he's mad that Coletto's is vulturing some touchdowns. I think that's just how it goes, but he could he could have twenty touchdowns if we needed him to. Yeah, uh, he's he's a fantastic player, and I think he's uh, the the MVP of this team for this oh, season. Oh, for sure. Speaking for of sure. Coletto,
2: speaking of Coletto, was the um, that run that touchdown run, and I know Terry, <laughs> you've watched it probably five hundred times since last <laughs> night. Uh, was. It was obviously the turning point, but what I actually thought was super interesting, and I don't know if it was intentional or if it was Coletto just kind of being creative in the moment, was he ran his standard Coletto package play. It was like uh, running up the gut. But as soon as he realized that they were just crowding the box, he bounced outside and there was no one to be seen anywhere within 15, 20 yards of him at that point. And they were all mystified because they were expecting him to kind of, you know, ply, plow through the, the pile. And uh, I, I mean, it, if, if that was planned, if that was, if, honestly, if that was something that Lindgren and co were it was like, we're just going to keep, we're going to make, we're going to condition teams to think that when Coletto comes in, it's the three yard rush up the middle. But when we need it, we're bouncing them outside and they're going to know what
0: hit them. I think I think that's a really solid point, but like also vice versa. And I think it set them up so well for Oregon next week with with the I mean, they showed a bunch of different plays in the Coletto package. Whereas before I felt like it was just up the middle. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I think it, it it puts them in a good position against Oregon. Well, they for had sure. him
2: throwing. They had him rush the middle. They had him rush to the outside a little bit. And then they had him th- uh, catching,
1: too. So yeah, you kind of was yeah, definitely mixing it up on the offensive side of the ball. That was my favorite moment of the night, not just because that sealed the victory. Like we were totally going to win once uh, Coletto, uh ran 47 yards for the touchdown. That was the dagger. But also because we had been texting, we, we had sensed victory, I think for the most part, all three of us were positive. Uh JP, please do not check any receipts on if I was negative or not. I don't want to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> but I was so excited that I just smashed FaceTime on that. And I think you both picked up the FaceTime before Coletto was even in the end zone. Because <laughs> it, it's it's just that fun uh, you know, moment of guys watching uh, friends watching games together where we Uh, And that's what's been so fun about this podcast and doing the, the halftime Twitter spaces where people get to chime in and we get to connect with the Beaver fam, but also just texting each other how excited we are simultaneously. We're all in different cities watching the same game but then <laughs> I just smashed FaceTime and I love technology for this. Both of you picked up right away and all three of us were just like, ah! <laughs> 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 sorry, neighbors. And it's already, it's past 11 PM central time on a Sunday night and I'm yelling just by being on this podcast. So anyone who's uh, mad about me making too much noise, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's just so much fun. It's so exciting. And this, that, that play, it was so, it was so us, it was so Coletto. Uh, I a, a friend of mine, a duck fan of mine actually just texted me like as that was happening was like name your son Coletto Horstman and I don't know I don't think his son is coming anytime soon but when, when one does Coletto Horstman's at the top of the list <laughs> that play was it was such a sincere thrill uh for Coletto to, to bust one off and for like that to be the uh the game defining uh moment yeah uh, for for last night's win
0: yeah i mean if you think about it if you if, if we take ourselves back to that play right the play before and the arizona had scored 10 on un, unanswered points and it was feeling i was nervous yeah. i was
1: getting really no, nervous we had no
2: momentum on offense after the after
1: no time nothing a, f- a fumbled punt. you you know that that gave them their touch their the only touchdown they scored they started on the four yard line yeah yeah, so yeah. We, we haven't i can't believe we haven't, haven't said his name yet but trent bray hell of a trent bray oh,
0: uh, give uh, him a contract now now give him a fucking contract <laughs> now we
1: oh we didn't have three takeaways but you know what we did have three of sacks yeah. we finally got those sacks jp <laughs> three there sacks. We are. you can can't you spell three sacks without, without Trembore. Trembore. Yeah. Uh, maybe you maybe you can we'll have to spell or fact check that but
0: anyway no no i already did we're good <laughs> but and the play the play before coletto popped it it was third and short and we tried to run it with baylor and was it baylor or was it low I think it might it have been, uh, maybe low, it was low, maybe. but he got nothing. And then it's, and then you're thinking, uh, okay, should they punt it? Should they
1: go for it? Cause they're at the, at midfield, essentially. Midfield, yeah, Never. And um, I've, I've never called for punting the ball for this. Team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Terry was just go for it.
1: Yeah. No, Terry was just saying that our punter is a weapon. Our puncher (laughs) is a weapon. Our puncher is a weapon, but he's a weapon best used on the bench in that situation. Great call, Smith.
0: On that Coletto play, it looked like he was about to punt it, right? It looked like he, it looked like that was, it was like an option play where he had the option to punt it. And then he just found the seam and, uh, you know, but was gone. Exactly. And, Man, I rewatched that play a couple of times and I thought that Coletto, like from uh, when I watched it the first time, I thought Coletto had just tricked people and they didn't realize he had the ball, but they realized he had the ball pretty quick and he just outran them. And that was like the safety and cornerback for Arizona State. So I I was surprised that Coletto was that fast, to be honest. I didn't think he was going to be able to outrun everybody.
1: Right. Well, I I think like sort of what JP was saying, they kind of thought like they saw Coletto. they They saw him run. And just yeah. kind of thought he just runs headfirst into a linebacker, get his four yards and then go down. Right. But he, he bounced off and everyone's momentum was going into the, the middle of the field while he, he, like the, the, the pop he took from what, whatever defensive player uh sort of sent him one going the opposite way. So I think he had like a good angle towards the sideline. Yeah. And there is a little bit of a shock factor Um <laughs> and, Uh, he he's not a slow guy, but he's not James Rogers out there. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't the fastest 47 yard touchdown uh, that, that, that we've seen, but you know, he, he did, he did have some giddy up on there. There, There's a reason they're giving him the ball. And he's not just, it's, it's not just some gimmick of like, Oh, this big corn fed white boy who plays middle linebacker. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like likes to thump on short yardage. Like he's he's a hell of an athlete, and uh, also had a recent birthday. So happy belated birthday, Jack, if you're listening. A belated
2: belligerent birthday.
1: Belated belligerent birthday. I hope it wasn't too belligerent. Uh, you know, stay in school, kids. Uh, but <laughs> that was a hell hell of a play, and just shows just shows the multitude of ways that this offense can manufacture yards and manufacture points. Uh, we definitely want to see more than 90 passing yards. I think the three of us can say that not yeah. that we were super yeah. upset with the game script or how it's called, but like we would, we do want to see us develop into an offense that is routinely having Alice. higher, higher, higher passing yard outputs. Uh, I think we will need to throw more than 90 yards in the air to, to win at Autzen next week. Uh, but I think, I, I think we can. And I think Smith uh, has the the blueprint of uh of how to do that, and hopefully he gets a big, big road win in in a tough spot next week.
2: One thing that I want to point out, and that I think some of our listeners point out on Twitter as well, Chance Nolan one rush,
0: one yard, one touchdown,
2: no scrambles,
1: efficient.
0: But oh, like that's that, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a huge uh uh divergence from what we're
2: used yeah, to seeing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that was like by design or just circumstantial. If somebody got in his ear and was like, you're making a throw. I don't care if it's out of bounds, throw mm-hmm. the ball, stay upright and healthy. But uh, it was very interesting to see, like, he did not take off. And I yeah. honestly don't really recall moments where I'm like, why didn't you run? <laughs> but, yeah, right. But still,
1: I've, like, I've, it's probably a mixture.
2: Opportunity to not present itself. But at the same point, like, not even one. Not yeah. even one other than that sneak. Yeah.
0: I I thought that uh, Chance did have some miscues, but I thought last night Chance had a incre- incredible game for it being an under one hundred yard performance. Like he managed that game really well. I thought he hit,
2: hit a couple of scary throws. Yeah, in, in yeah. dire times, right? But yeah, I agree. I mean, again, he played within his game, and they called a game for him, and it all comes from the energy from the defense, making yeah. sure we're not playing from behind. It's like yeah. it's it is so clear as day. And I hope, I hope that this is what the coaching staff and the team are prepping for. Uh like when it comes to laying out their game plan for the ducks. Boo fuck the ducks. But uh if they're not preparing to come out with a lead early, and that's hopefully
0: what they get to so that's going to be so important in this game it's going to be huge
1: and the way they used chance too it was it it was a little conservative but it it wasn't super conservative in the way that they called it i think we smith may have like taken his foot off the gas pedal a bit when we maybe could have been like all right we have our foot on these guys throats we can go for the kill and yeah probably be my only criticism but the short, quick passing isn't necessarily no, conservative. like, I agree. This, the few, like, uh, I, I, we can't have it be a belligerent beefs episode without me talking about TreShaun Harrison. Uh, number zero (laughs) because there are zero ways to stop him i love especially when he
2: cuts like the way he did for that touchdown
1: wait wait the fact that he hasn't gotten more chances to show that he can that he's capable of that kind of footwork is it it does infuriate me like call more outs and uh you know bubble screens and uh quick slants and stuff for guys like trey and trevon and champ
0: did did you guys hear or or recognize the reaction of the crowd when he made that cut yeah. and just yeah. completely yeah. left the arizona state cornerbacks jockstrap on the field the crowd was like oh like that would be so embarrassing for the arizona state player yeah it was like
1: volume one of the and one mixtape dog that's yeah. how excited everyone got yeah if, if we don't need to air it out and try and be like the 98 vikings out here let the receivers run with the ball they're good good players with as far as i can see good ball security uh i want i want to see champ run with the ball i don't need to see champ run 60 yards and then try to catch the ball i'm i know he can't i know he can do that but you have a quarterback who's still young who's still developing and if he connects on like five or six of those Quick short passes. Like he's going to yeah. be feeling good about himself. He's going to get into a rhythm. Uh, that's when he's played some of his best ball. And Harrison and Bradford both showed what they can do in open space mm-hmm. in in limit limited opportunities. But Bradford made a couple nice cuts and like got extra yardage uh, and c- turned it into a couple key first downs. Like it It doesn't need to be an error. We don't need to be the Fiesta Bowl team with with Ocho and Hoosh and, uh, you know, guys like Newson going downfield and it being a huge, big play offense. But just get get those guys the ball in space, get them on the sidelines. And then that, that opens the things up for the running game, because if you have the defense being like, oh, shit, these guys are getting the ball on the weak side on the strong side uh going towards the sidelines making cuts then they're taking guys out of the box and that's when bj can just feast on the bj express and get tds the belligerent beach the belligerent
0: belligerent (laughs) beach or can you think of another beaver team that had this many weapons on offense the Mm. fiesta bowl yeah Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah 2012 2012 had more
0: Cooks. I don't know cuz you have so many people at the wide receiver position yeah. that can just like have I a fucking know, game.
1: but you yeah. had the Balitnikov winner and another NFL player.
0: I'm not saying the best talent, I'm saying the most oh, amount of wide weapons. Widespread.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. This might be this might be the, the the most deep our offense has been in a long long time
0: cuz you have 3 three legitimate pack 12 starters at running back yeah and you have uh what six seven wide receivers, receivers yeah, easily. and then two two really good tight ends too yeah i don't think i mean the amount of weapons that we have and i think we're we're still learning how to use all those weapons too right yeah. and 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 i guess like and i don't know if we want to segue into the oregon game or not but i i do think that right now and this uh, is obviously a biased take but like i think that oregon state's the better football team right now i was surprised to see oregon favored by as many points as they were well, it's initially yeah it has a lot a lot a lot
1: yeah but i i think that i mean keep it up keep it up. i don't want respect i know yeah yeah we're going want any i don't want you right yeah we're gonna right. lose yeah, yeah. Baby. well that yeah. will be the prediction
0: but but i but i do think that like I mean, Oregon, if you can get up on them in the first quarter, first half, like we did with Arizona State, that team, even more than us, is not built to come back in well, games. Everyone
1: sees those stupid-ass uniforms and think it's the same D'Anthony Thomas-ass team of the past. Yeah. It's not. No. Ball is a more conservative coach than Chip was, than Baladi was. He wants to ground and pound. He yeah. wants to get a lead and ride it out. Uh, the problem with that, your team sucks, Cristobal. Yeah. Shit, you dog. suck! <laughs> um, I'm so excited for this game that used to be called the Civil War that is no longer called the Civil War that uh, we aren't going to rename on this episode, but we're going to try or maybe throw some ideas out. Uh, I don't. I, I'm team rivalries don't need names. Uh, I, I don't think everyone agrees with me. No, boo. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State doesn't have a name. Duke, North Carolina doesn't have a name. A lot of the this big- is like the
0: Roger Goodell of picks
1: big t- no, just not I'm- fun <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like bi- the big Terry 10- doesn't want teams to have names he just wants no names hey to- i want i am ready against black <laughs> i am in favor of washington football team remaining the washington football team i think that's hilarious and awesome and better better than any stupid ass idea that daniel snyder is going to come up with fuck that guy uh but since it it, doesn't, I am more in favor of it having a trophy and making the platypus trophy something cool, something that's on the sideline of the team that won it the year before. And then if you win it again, you get to pick it up again and like parade it around the field. And if you win it a year after you lose it, Whenever Minnesota wins the ax from Wisconsin, they almost never defend it because Wisconsin wins it right back. (laughs) But I've been at some of those games and they, they don't even go to like midfield to shake hands first. All 100 players storm the sideline, like kick the bench over, find the ax and like hold it up. And they all go fucking crazy. And then they run over to the other goalpost and pantomime chopping down the other team's goalpost. It's amazing. I just (laughs) would way rather have a trophy that the team cared about, then a name. So I am in favor of just making the platypus trophy as cool as it is, as cool as we can be. Everyone just mutually agreed. We're going to care about the platypus trophy. And then we called the game, like the platypus cup or the platypus party on uh, the shutdown. Full cast <laughs> the platypus party. That the platypus is, I'm party. in favor of that. They were talking about this on full cast after dark. One of my favorite podcasts, shout out to the full cast. Uh, and, Ollie Anderson (laughs) uh, was entertaining this idea just said that Harry Potter ass fucking sounding name. Let's do it. And I love it. (laughs) Anything that sounds like something that would be a Quidditch challenge in Harry Potter gets my stamp of approval, platypus cup, platypus party, platypus pods out of control. Let's fucking go. Let's take that trophy and bring it back for another year. Make it something like 900 plus days before Oregon uh, beats Oregon State at football. Let's go, platypodes.
2: No, so I'm I'm indifferent on this, but I'm going to say I agree with that the platypus trophy. I feel like that was something that was kind of rumored when we got to college that it existed. But then they pulled it out of like <laughs> the basement of Gil Coliseum and they're like, look, it is real. Let's bring it back. And I was all about it, but I don't think the players really bought it because it kind of felt forced. I agree it should definitely be a thing. It should be a big thing. It should be a pride thing. And there should be people kicking down benches and jumping, hurtling over uh, opponents to hoist that trophy in the air after they win. I don't agree with changing the name. I don't agree that that it should have no name. I think it should still be the Civil War. And hear me out. I am totally sensitive to the connotations of civil war. We don't need to go too thorough into this, but this isn't saying this is the United States Confederate States of America civil war trophy or game. It is the state of Oregon civil war because there is a split in the state of Oregon. If you are a fan of the Beeves, if you are a fan of the Ducks And there is no love for the other side. And it is, that's what a civil war is. It is a, it is a conflict between something that is like, you know, bound by some sort of dimension or border. And the state of Oregon is split by conflict for who they root for. And this game is like the pinnacle of that moment. So I I get it. There's some sensitivities around what it means in the broader sense, but we aren't the only country that's had a civil war. We're not the only anything that's had a civil war. And so the state of Oregon civil war to me will always be this football game. And I'm sorry, you can't change my mind. Yeah, I,
0: I I agree with you. I I agree with you in the point that a civil war is a type of war and not a particular war in history yes it is um yeah it's it is a type of war and it fits the narrative and um i yeah i i don't know where i stand i i wouldn't be upset if they continued to call it the civil war and that's what i've known it as you know for the last 35 years but um yeah i if i i think if if they are going to change the name then i think it opens up an opportunity to to add something to the rivalry and since the platypus if i remember right was just like a a wooden carved platypus right like it wasn't anything special yeah i think you you could have something that looked like the stanley cup and just have it be new and cool super cool looking something that would be cool looking if you were to b- grab it and bring it over to the student section and like raise yeah. it. Um, you could even do like, like, you know how Wimbledon has, they have like, like big plates that they hold up. Um, <laughs> something like that, but something that will get the players excited. Something that would be fun, um, you know, to bring over to the student section and celebrate with the students. Uh, when when you win it, but um,
2: until the universities yeah. come up with something better, they shouldn't have just been like, it's no longer this. Yeah, I felt like that was just kind of like this short sided thing where they they, I mean they were just like posturing at that point like yeah. it wasn't it was not really for the right reasons I mean they, they kind of thought it was for the right reasons and I guess it, it was in the grand scheme of things but like Come I, don't up don't with anything, better.
0: I don't think anyone was upset over it, and that that's where I would fall in line with you. Whereas I don't think it's being insensitive because no one was upset by it. It was just a like proactive well, then, measure that the university said. right? Stuff, right. For, right
2: for the for the right reasons, like don't the get right me reasons, wrong, yeah, yeah. They did it for the right reasons. But like they should have had an alternative ready, and since they still don't, and they still haven't justified, like the presidents that came up with the reason, the reasoning why we aren't calling it the Civil War anymore are no longer even involved with the university. So yeah.
0: Well, and I will say it brings a lot of attention when you have people that are like, it's the Oregon uh Civil, the Oregon, Oregon State game. And it <laughs> yeah. just it weird. wasn't
1: our old president who came up with it. It was student athletes at both schools. That's why I'm like, I don't fucking care that the name's gone the student athletes brought this to the attention of the i think that's president. actually the other way i think that the president's brought it to the student athletes and they said yeah we don't care the presentation of dennis dixon and stephen jackson during last year's oregon oregon state game leads me to think otherwise but that also could just be for show but that's where I'm coming from is the student athletes don't want to call the Civil War anymore. Then I'm For sure, but they, the story needs to they something anymore. better. It needs to do be something better then. I don't think it be, it doesn't need to have a fucking name. It does need a name. No, it I does. need yes. to know what
0: we're talking about when we're talking about <laughs> yeah. the organization. Why? You, State why? Game. Yeah.
1: why? What is the Florida Georgia game called? The biggest
0: cocktail it? party. What
1: yeah, is the North Carolina Duke game called? Sure. So I don't is go- care. What is the Indiana Purdue game called? What is I the- don't care. No one, cares. Cares. No one
2: cares, but I care about this game, just like every Beaver fan does.
1: Sure, but it doesn't and need And
2: ha- it needs
1: a name. No, it doesn't. It's had a name for like 130 years. It needs a name. Yeah, but it's a fucking, just a generic ass name. Like you could apply a Civil War to literally any in-state rivalry. It's not like it was some. It was what? the. It was the Civil War. It wasn't just a Civil War. It was the. I understand that. But if the student athletes don't want it, then I don't want it either because they're the ones actually participating in it. Pull them again. Also, Pull them again. Call it fucking Oregon hate week like WeH does when the week no, Timbers no. play the Sounders. Dennis it doesn't even name. Dennis
2: Dixon. Please, Dennis Dixon, the same guy who went up to my to sister. He tried to hit on his
1: sister. Yeah. my
2: sister at a bar. Yeah. In Portland, and he came up to her and he was t- talking all smooth. And then what did he say? He's like, Do you know who I am? And she said, No. And he's like, I'm the quarterback of the University of Oregon. And he was And she like,
0: said, Bye, Felicia, quicker than he could finish his sentence. Bro.
2: She's like, I'm a beaver. Goodbye. So yeah. fuck Dennis Dixon. I don't care what he says. Be gone, dude. You, you're, you, whatever you say has no meaning to me. No meaning
1: at all. Poof. Be gone. Be gone. The, the nerve on Dennis Dixon to, to to talk to one of your sisters. He's just lucky he didn't get his glasses smashed because yeah. JP wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, st- stay tuned after the show for JP versus Dennis Dixon pay-per-view. <laughs> um, we need to get out of here soon, but before we do, do we have to talk about men's basketball? Nah. Who the fuck... Who the, who the fuck has men's basketball lost to Princeton today?
2: Yeah. he lost to Princeton today? It was two back-to-back one-point losses. It's been oh. a brutal stretch. Who did we
1: lose to in the last game?
2: Samford. Samford, yes. Not
1: Stanford, Samford. I smoked pot with Sammy Ford. Yeah, exactly. It was did. Sammy Ford, Johnny Hopkins, and Sloan Kettering. And it, they're <laughs> placing that shit up every day. <laughs> Fuck you, Shapoor. Like, have
0: you seen? Have you seen the John Mulaney skit where he's talking about Psalms in church? He's like, <laughs> it's it's it sounds like songs, but they're not. They're not good, <laughs> and they're long.
1: I would rather listen to Psalms in church than watch the men's basketball team play right now. Oh, it's, they're, they're so dude, bad. It's bad. I
2: mean, the Portland State game was like a very lucky win, and then the, to rattle off four straight L's is. Not looking great. And there's so yeah. many missing pieces. We don't have to go too deep in this because honestly, like it's not deserving of our attention right now, which I honestly, I'm i sad about because I thought it would be like this big storyline for us at this point already, but there's no leadership. There's no identity. There's nobody that can take control. Deshaun Davis is the closest thing to a leader on this team and he's grabbing it by the horns right now, but he's the only guy that really seems to care. And I don't want to like bash on players. I understand there's other stuff maybe going on and there's a whole mesh of new guys that are trying to be fitting into this offensive scheme. But Lucas looks like distracted. Alatiche looks disinterested. It's rough when you have the, you put a lot of hope in these guys because of how they performed last year and in the tournament. And it just doesn't, they just don't seem to have progressed. They don't seem to have progressed. I don't. I think Davis has to start. Glenn Taylor's got to start. Rand's got to start. Like Hunt, I love the guy. His energy is phenomenal, but his game right now is just too chaotic to be running with the first team. It's just it's just too chaotic. And like Kalu's look good, but uh, and Della had a rough game, and he has been kind of MIA. It's it's been kind of like a who's who of underperformances at this point. And they're not. It's not looking great. Like I, I, I hope that I really, really hope that Tinkle puts some more faith in his transfers. Uh, it, it, I don't know what the what the status is of Silva, but like. <laughs> Right now, Williams has looked good. Taylor's looked good. O'Connell had a pretty good game earlier on, and Rand has looked great too. And like, and Davis, of course, like I said, he, I think he's right now the best player on the team and the leader of the team.
0: Do you guys get worried? Because this thought has crept into my mind that like the run that we saw last year was the anomaly, as opposed to because we we think about last year as like it yeah, just took the that. team, it just took the team <laughs> a while to get to be playing the way that they should have been playing all year but i'm worried that we just played way above our potential for like two months and we and you see that in march madness i mean you see that that just play lights out and can't miss because ethan thompson is he was our best player last year and he is a great great player but he's not the he, the difference between what we're seeing this year and what we saw at the end of last year is like Ethan Thompson is not the missing variance there.
1: Uh, his le- I think his leadership is and just yeah. his ability to get a bucket is because Ethan wasn't a flamethrower. Um, Ethan wasn't a lottery pick. Obviously, he's playing in the G League right now, but in the in those games where things got hairy, he's reliable. Went, yeah, he just went and got a bucket, and he played really great defense. And I think he he calmed everyone down when when shit got crazy. Or uh, you like that that crazy run that we were beating Oklahoma State by something like fourteen, and then it was tied a second later, and then Ethan just sort of calmly steered us through those waters. And yeah, that those minutes are now Gianni Hunt and Jared Lucas in in the driver's seat of leadership. And it's nothing against those two, but guys who can lead a team like Ethan are few and far between. So, yeah.
0: Well, hopefully someone steps up.
1: But anyway, on a positive note, we're about to beat the fuck out of Oregon and go to the Pac-12 yeah. championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: that's right. Well. I, I, before, but I, was, I have to say, and I, and I think this is per, uh, important to preface right now, it, it's all hinges on Wazoo losing to UW on Friday oh, night. That's right. on, on Friday yeah. night.
1: I know. Let's go bow down to Washington.
2: But I need to say, as much as I would love a chance to win the Pac-12 North, against oregon if that doesn't happen because wazoo wins we can still spoil the duck season and that is also yeah. almost a sweet so you know what fuck the oh, ducks yeah. let's just beat the ass it doesn't matter what happens friday night if friday night goes in our favor then the outcome of saturday afternoon is even better but let's just focus on always beating the ducks it, it the outcome does not matter
1: i'm eating duck for every meal this week
2: there you go hell yeah
0: that's kind of nasty actually but
1: you've never dude duck is good i yeah. had
0: duck i had duck confit in paris one time and, and it was so gross it was by far the most disgusting <laughs> food i had there
1: <laughs> y'all y'all are crazy
0: i spit it at the waiter and i said is this duck i hate ducks
1: yeah yeah it was terrible fuck this it. duck
0: yeah yeah this tastes
1: like shit <laughs> I'm never I'm never going to Paris with either of you. I will go to the Paris of the Pacific Northwest with both of you. 80, 80, 80. Hell yeah. Corvallis, Oregon. Um
2: Predictions. What are our predictions?
1: Uh we're gonna lose so that we win. I don't yeah, whatever. No, we're gonna lose. Go 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 dogs. <laughs> go that's my prediction. Go dogs. We're gonna lose to the dogs.
2: Is that how it works? I don't know. Either way, we're going to lose 69-42, just like I predicted at the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, we're going to lose 42-14. to Full weight. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> right. That's how you reverse a jinx, and I'm knocking on wood and howling at the moon as I say this. The beaver moon, as it yeah. still is. Yeah, this mother nature beaver, loves us. The beaver moon, because this is the time of year where beavers are most active in building their dams that's right about to keep building that dam and make it a damn problem for that damn school 40 miles down the road the university of oregon fuck y'all if you're if you're a duck fan uh i i, I don't like you i uh i think you suck and that uh, i and i hope bad things happen to you while you're listening to this i'm not sure why you'd be listening to this but you apparently are. Uh, I hope you get food poisoning today, and I hope you cry on Saturday as uh, Oregon State is uh, beating the shit out of your favorite football team. I'm not predicting that that's going to happen because I just predicted a loss for Oregon State. But anyway, this has been the 24th episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast, a special not Civil War edition, but Oregon hate week rivalry game uh get at us on twitter or instagram let us know what you think the name of the rivalry game should be called if you think it needs a name uh ideas for a trophy we're all ears uh and if we think of a really cool trophy we'll make one and sell it on our merch store how does that sound jp is that cool is that something we can agree on yeah okay there's some common ground between the two of us which is rare uh, so thank you for tuning in uh, please if you have the time if you have not done so already go on to Apple podcast go to rate and review and rate us five stars leave a review uh, things are going great for Oregon State sports right now so uh, use that positive energy and put it into a five star review it really helps us grow the show a lot and we sincerely appreciate it If you can share the show with a friend uh, a beaver fan in your life or a Zuck fan or a husky fan you know we're we're, we're all huskies this week for sure uh, have a happy and safe thanksgiving beaver fam i uh, hope everyone gets yeah. some, some time with uh, friends and family hope everyone uh, gets a hot meal uh, hearts and vibes for those who don't uh have a great great holiday and hope you get a chance to watch a ton of football and just chill and uh and take a load off, and that uh, by the next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about Pac-12 North champion, Oregon State Beavers. It's going to take a lot, but I have hope. And according to uh, all of my pertinent and in-depth research, y'all, I've come to the conclusion that you can't spell chop them without hope. And I have hope. Go beeves, Love you, Beaver fam. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Chop them. Hope you enjoy strawberries with your apple teenies, ducks. Chop them.
2: Chop (laughs) them.